0: Welcome to Don't Box Me In on TalkZone.com, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back for another week of Don't Box Me In. My guest today is an aspiring young writer who has lived mostly in Cleveland. Where he earned his degree in accounting from Cleveland State University. Today, he will share with us his books and beliefs in the law of attraction. Uh, this philosophy became popular with uh, movies like The Secret. Basically, it's the belief that like attracts like and that by focusing on positive or negative thoughts, a person can bring about positive or negative results. My guest will show us how he and the characters in his book use this philosophy to achieve success in life. It is with much pleasure that I welcome Mika Iwenwofu to Don't Box Me In Today. Uh, Mika, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, uh, Ron. It's good to be here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And, and I was going back and forth with my producer about the pronunciation and make sure I've got it right. How do you say your name again? Uh, Ameka. Okay, all right, so I had it totally wrong. Okay, (laughs) my apologies. And um, so you uh, went to college for accounting. How does somebody in the accounting field end up being a writer?
2: Uh, That's a very, uh, what you say is very telling. Um, Actually, um, since I was 12 years old, I had a passion for writing. And um, to just give you a really a very short, short story, um, it happened all when I was uh, in fourth grade. Uh, Actually, I was... During the, the, the summer, where I was going to fifth, and my dad uh, actually swore that throughout the summer I wasn't going to watch TV all summer. So he told me to just go to the library from the time he, he got to work, which is 9 in the morning, until 4.30. And so mm. for the first um, couple of days, I began real restless and upset. But, you know, after a while, you know, when you're surrounded by all these books, you have no other choice but to pick up something. So um, I began reading, and then gradually I began taking books home because I just liked the story and wanted to read more. And mm-hmm. then I say so it was just slowly where my imagination took off, and I began writing and dueling here and there um, stories just from my mind or through inspiration or things I had observed. But, and I actually had wanted to pursue writing through um, English or something literary in college, but it mm-hmm. wasn't until my dad told me um, to get a real degree where I won't starve to death, <laughs> that, I, 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 seriously, <laughs> that mm-hmm. I actually pursued accounting only because I had somewhat gifts with math. So mm-hmm. I, in, in all honesty, in a nutshell, I actually did this to please mom and dad, but it wasn't really until I uh, two months before I graduated college that I was uh, let go from the federal government that my mm-hmm. whole outlook on life changed. To where uh, you know the shelter was um, from all these years was taken from me, um, and I began mm-hmm. to struggle. And what was amazing was I just couldn't keep a job. Um, okay. I was you know fired from eight jobs in two years. Um, wow. I think the high, the, the least um, amount I was on the staff was one day. And so, <laughs> so, oh yeah, oh yeah. So and and on top of that, I was really negative. Um, blaming the system and, you know, the government and everything for my problems because here I was at 22 doing everything mom and dad taught me and then, you know, the system thought otherwise. And so mm-hmm. I was fat and had all these um, finances, which is a major, major issue. But it wasn't really on my 26th birthday that I um, rece- uh, um received a letter in the mail called Your Wish is Your Command by uh, Kevin Trudeau that mm-hmm. uh, it was... Th- the time for $300. And that was literally all the money I had. I mean, I didn't even have one red cent more. And mm-hmm. so I put all my hope and trust in this, um, in this set. And then when I got it, that was really when all my entire outlook on life changed. I began to feel more positive in how that is in connection with the universe in dictating your fate in life. And mm-hmm. on top of that, I began to read, um, Uh, at least 20 books from um, the books they suggested. But Mm -hmm. it was through my experiences um, in that tough love era that I began to observe and interact with people who came from the rough streets, such as um, where they were abused, never knew their father. I mean, it was really totally opposite with how I was raised. And I felt that writing a book called Jack's Miracle will help inspire and uplift people in knowing that They're not the victim anymore, and they're responsible for everything in their lives. And if they want to change, they can through the the techniques written in the book. So, Jackie's Miracle is really primarily a synopsis from uh, the long uh, few years that (laughs) I'd observed Mm -hmm. people. It was when I learned the streets, how to hustle, if you will.
1: Wow. So, let's back up a, a little bit. You said that like two months before you were about to graduate, You lost your job. Um, And I think a lot of college graduates really struggle in this area of finding employment, keeping employment uh, after you graduate because a lot of them have, you know, these loans and these bills and we have to feed ourselves. And you you mentioned that you you went through eight jobs. What kind of jobs were you having during this time? Yeah,
2: actually, these were really menial jobs, such as a park attendant, uh, a valet parker, um, uh, actually – Working as a security guard um, and uh, working also in an office where really they didn't have the ability to pay me, as mm-hmm. well as a few other things. So they were actually minimal compared, a uh, minimal pay compared to what I went to school for.
1: So, and did you I, ever I, work sorry, in the accounting field?
2: I, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, at, when I was at the government, I did work um, in the fiscal department prior to being let go and also. I later, um, after a couple of years, I did work for the city of Cleveland, um, okay. at the time, but I, for some reason I just couldn't, uh, succeed in my probation. I did everything right,
3: mm-hmm. but we
2: have to let you go. So it, it was really frustrating very, very much. And, um, oh. upset and I really wondered how will I ever, um, succeed in life because it wasn't my goal to fail. You know, I had a, a vision to set the world on fire
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and, um, I, now, looking back, I believe all these events uh, led to me being on the show um, today. Oh, so
3: thank So for
1: you. that, I,
2: I'm, I'm
1: thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful you're here with me. Now, you mentioned that your 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 dad uh, was kind of the tough love kind of guy. So what advice or what was he giving to you, uh, uh, tools was he giving to you while you were struggling to find employment this little period of time?
2: Well, well basically, he was just primarily um, – he wanted me to be stable because him having worked for the city and still does for over 22 years, he Mm -hmm. wanted me to have a stable income to where I had benefits. Mm -hmm. And, um, however, it was from me, um, being let go that I began to think differently and have that situation never happen to me again. So I began to think entrepreneurial and Mm -hmm. I did do a few solo ventures here and there where they weren't really successful and short lived. I did a few multi-level marketing, But
3: Mm -hmm.
2: despite all the failure, I became convinced that never will I look at a job for security or my future ever again.
1: Mm -hmm. But I Mm -hmm. just had
2: to find that that niche on how that would be possible.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, a lot of the stuff that you write about, it has the law of attraction as the the foundation or the center of it. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about what exactly the law of attraction is?
2: Uh, personally, um, as you know, you can have summed it better yourself. Um, it basically means like attracts like. And if I was to go in more depth, it basically means that like experiences or events come into your life based on what you are really thinking, either mm-hmm. subconsciously
1: consciously. Okay. so you, you, lo-
2: what you think about.
1: Okay. So looking back or reflecting back on the struggles that you had, do you think, you were thinking negatively about trying to be gainfully employed and keeping a job um, back when you were going through those eight jobs?
2: Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was just trying to keep something stable while doing something on the side to eventually leave my job. I I was convinced right then and there through all the seminars and um, uh, network marketing um, programs I've been to that a job just wasn't key if you wanted to be successful. And what I mean by success is where you're able to uh, pursue your dreams without any um, restriction or permission from anybody. And uh, and so so yeah, I, I I really was negative against work. I mean, I dreaded coming to work. And now that I think about it, I attracted that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you say so, okay, you're going to be negative about this job. We're going to take it away from you. Then I guess, huh?
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> now, yes. Now. When you're when you're struggling and you're trying to hold on to a job and you know you know that you should be doing something, I'm assuming that that time of, of life is kind of dark and kind of negative. But if you're also trying to learn and live the principles of the law of attraction, I'm curious as to how do you stay positive when there's so much negativity around you or going on in your life.
2: That that is awesome. Um, Excellent question. Um, uh, Basically, it was really plugging in with like-minded people who felt the same way and also Mm -hmm. reading success books and listening to audio, only to gear my mind and train my mind to still have that same thinking. Because as we, you know, speak now, my parents who are very well-meaning still have that same philosophy of go to work that, you know, is this going to pan out? And, And so... I, and, and the more and more I, you know, go through life, I notice that a lot of people don't share my philosophy. They're just really trying to stay stable. And so
3: mm-hmm.
2: I wanted to say through the, uh, the right association and books and audio, it just kept me on track because um, we're so inundated with negativity. We have it through friends, relatives, the media, newspapers. I mean, it's everywhere.
3: So mm-hmm. in
2: order to stay in tune, you have to physically and consciously choose to not be in that environment. And so that's what I did, which really was not easy, because I can't tell you how many times I was told you're foolish. You know, what are you doing? Um, you have this degree and you're not using it. So, but at the same time, these same people can't retire tomorrow.
1: <laughs> mm, yes. Yeah. You know,
2: and <laughs> so when I asked, they told me this, I said, okay, well, what do you have? What do you got? And then, uh, not exactly, leave mm-hmm. me alone. So, I, I mean, it, it was really just, just tuning my thinking to the right, positive attitude over and over and over, so it became ingrained in my subconscious.
1: Okay did you yeah. did you find yourself slipping, or were you know was it a hard philosophy to acquire? Or oh, um, well, no.
2: Once I listened to the audio, I discovered how simple it is and it you know there's something that they reference as a 10 second miracle to where once you make the decision to succeed then everything else changes and you're firm in that decision irregardless you don't compromise and you just stay with it and and the best way they explain that was that if you're listening to a radio program that is uh that's hip-hop or you know um or, or, or rap or R&B, mm-hmm. well, i done that for 10, 15, 20 years. The moment you change that frequency to, to gospel or something different, then everything else changes. So it, it's really where they spe- kept stressing decision is once, uh, is a no, um, success is the decision away.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I kept ingrained in that thing, and it was, again, through um, the right association, right relationships, and, um, and just constantly reading and audio. Um, I mean, that's really all I had to change my thinking and stay consistent and not compromise with anyone who thought opposite.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I think this is a good time for us to take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Don't Box Me In on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Lana Reed.
1: Welcome back. I am talking to Mecca, author of Jackie's Miracle. And before the break, we were talking about his life transitioning uh, with the principles of the law of attraction. Now, you mentioned something that is very personal, very familiar to me, uh, me being uh, a raised by Southern parents in a Southern family, you know, the philosophy is generally you get a job, you work that job, you know, for 40 years, you get your gold pin and you retire. Um, I'm wondering, you know, and you mentioned that you should surround yourself by like-minded people. Uh, And you said your dad, you know, he worked for the city, he still works for the city. How is it possible to surround yourself with like-minded, supportive people when your base, your family pretty much thinks differently than you do. Okay. Well,
2: um, what happened is that from the CD audio, uh, your wishes, your command, um, they actually were creating a a group and it's still around. It's called the global information network. And so basically these were CDs, um, that they had sent to, um, or invitations they had sent to other people. And then it was through some, some internet and searching that I began to find people locally in my area who had also bought the program and, uh, but also in support of uh, of, uh, uh, of of my philosophy or actually being free, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really having their numbers and staying plugged in and going out and just having a good time and attending seminars that I began to um, surround. And, and really, you know, my family didn't understand that because it was always, let's watch a football game, <laughs> let's do mm-hmm. this, and, you know. I was looking for something higher. And um, so it, it was really tough, especially when I got the, you know, negative responses or reactions from, you know, family and friends um, condemning me, really, for thinking this way or having this attitude. And I can tell you that there were um, several instances where my dad thought he failed me as a father.
3: Mm. And that
2: hurt because, I mean, I wanted to see, but just not in the way you talk and and just a personal story, Um, I remember when he, you know, through from, you know, when I was 9, 10, 11, of all the things he said that we would do together, and we never did do it, because, he mm. was always working two jobs to support the family, so, so in a way, I missed that, you know, growing up, and so I decided to ensure that my generation or um, my, my children never have to endure that.
1: Mm-hmm. Have a more accessible available parent with more free time, I guess, not chained down to going to work all the time exactly gotcha now, um talking a little bit more about this law of attraction, um, I'm understanding it's like a three step process first, you ask what for what you want, second. What you ask for is given to you by the universe. And then third, you allow for it to um, manifest itself in your life. So let's let's be real here. There's people who ask for money all day long, but they never get it. Why Why is this?
2: Uh, well, I think uh, two things. It could be uh, depending on their belief level
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, how serious they are to attain it. Basically, I stress that you always want to write people down. If you want to get money, be specific about how much do you want. If you want to attain um, the luxury of travel or, you know, whatever um, Unlimited wealth can, can buy or, or grant you, uh, write it down. And the problem is many people are not specific with their goal. And mm-hmm. so, therefore, they're distracted by family and friends and don't really, um, you, you know, have a, a real concise plan on where they're going or how to get there. And so, I, I I want to say that, and then also giving things time. I mean, uh, we live in a culture where everyone wants something now.
3: Mm-hmm. They don't want, it.
2: and depending on the um, the size of the dream or the goal, may require several scenarios or events to make, um, uh, basically uh, what they want happen or come true. And and so, uh, and, and I would just say really by reading audio, and I'm listening to audio, and also going dream building, because what happens is your mind begins to think events or situations or people come into your life that will give you that opportunity you need to attain what it is you want, but it might not happen in 60 days or 90 days. It may take a while,
3: mm-hmm. but
2: really being clear on what you want, and, and to sort of support that, there's a lady by the name of Sarah Blakely, who's
1: mm-hmm. yep. you know, the
2: richest billionaire in the in I mean, excuse me, the the youngest billionaire in America at uh, 39 or 40, who said that um, there was a study done in Harvard where there were 100 people who were told to say what they wanted and then write it down, but only five of them did that. So 20 years later, they did follow up with these same people and found out that the five people who wrote their goals down were more financially better off than the 95 that didn't. Okay. There's really power in writing goals down, and this is coming from a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. It's almost like nothing's new.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Now, this writing stuff down um, takes me to, I remember when I first watched The Secret, I ran out and created this vision board, you know, of everything that I wanted in my life, uh, but I don't think that I got all of that. So how do you properly utilize some of the concepts taught in the law uh, of attraction to get the positive changes in your life, besides writing it down? Because there must be more than writing it down.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually believing it, going dream building, um, looking at it every day for at least five to ten minutes a day, so it becomes a pattern because the main thing people struggle is with belief, because Mm -hmm. they were kind of their lives to be uh, mediocrity. Mm -hmm. So, by going... To car shows or looking at things, regardless of how you're going to attain it, because a lot of people also get caught up in the how. You know, I mean, me, when I decided to read Jackie, I did not have, or excuse me, to write Jackie, I did not have, by any means, <laughs> the knowledge or the know-how, how to do it or how it would be published, but I just made the decision and then people or uh, scenarios came to, who were re- very um, sympathetic and supportive of my cause, came into my life with little or no money, and showed me the way rather than me. Um, so there was a real personal interest compared to maybe hiring someone maybe off the street that would charge me hundreds, you know, thousands of dollars. Okay. So, you know, I, I always tell people, just don't get caught up in the how, but just know that it will, and let the universe take over. And be patient. That's very important.
1: Be patient. Yeah. Okay, let's let's uh, uh, go into you these books that you have. They're called the uh, Miracle Trilogy. Can you tell yeah. us a, a little bit more about the books in this series?
2: Yeah, um, basically, I had um, developed a Miracle Trilogy, which is basically three books of the lives of three women in three generations who mentor each other, um, get over their adversity and challenges through the secret and the proper principles in attaining the dreams they want. Um, so the first book starts with Francine's Miracle, which tells of a young Irish girl who immigrates to the United States with her family from Ireland in 1920. And during that time, you know, there are challenges to where her dad's an alcoholic, her mom's real bitter, there's tragedy and uh, poverty that plague them. And she has this constant, you know, plea for help. And it wasn't through a twist of fate that she meets a mentor who takes her on, under her wing and becomes her coach or her teacher. And um it was through the proper books and understanding the science and having her apply it that her dreams come true. And she has just one favor from her mentor that share this with someone else. And so then that takes off to the second book called Mandy's Miracle, which is in the 1960s Civil Rights era in, the, um, in Mississippi, where uh, Mandy is plagued with a disease and has five months to live. And so when Francine mentors her because... Mandy's mother was a maid for her in her house.
3: Mm -hmm. So
2: uh, through through her mother complaining about what's happening to her daughter, Mandy becomes, uh, excuse me, Francine decides to be her mentor. And then uh, Mandy eventually grows up to become a parole officer to mentor Jackie in the third book, which is present day. Okay. So it's really giving the lives uh, different scenarios, but all adversity and challenges for um, uh, the three women who eventually um, inspire and mentor each other. They they become students before becoming leaders.
1: Gotcha. And it seems that women are the main characters in your books. Is there a reason why you chose women to shut to, um. Yeah,
2: yeah. believe it or not, before I started writing, I did a little research and I found out that 80% of readers are women. (laughs) Okay. So, So I said, okay, why not, you know. Okay so, so you appeal
1: to the so, audience. So, yeah.
2: Exactly. Okay.
1: Okay. So let's take the the book, I guess the one that's recently out now is Jackie's Miracle, correct? Correct, yes. Oh okay. So how how does that book in particular uh reinforce or give example or explain some of the uh laws of attraction? Are there certain, you know, scenes that you can give us an example or
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, outside of the reading that um, uh, Jackie's parole officer gives her, she also gives her instructions of what not to do, such as a staying away from toxic or chemical uh, foods or additives, uh, mm-hmm. exercise, and, and different um, exercises to make her feel good, such as mm-hmm. pottery, you know, walk things of that nature to gear her into the right direction or the right mindset or thinking or attitude. And, um, on top of that, she does read books and writes goals down, uh, from which events, uh, various scenarios and events, um, come into her life that help get her to the path of becoming an extraordinary woman, such as, um, you know, soulmate of her dreams, you know, a mm-hmm. job, business, and all of these things. And this was from a woman who was abused, neglected, never knew her father was involved in alcohol and drugs and promiscuity and her mom died when she was 13 before she went to jail
3: mm-hmm. and then
2: out of all of that she then changed her thinking through her parole officer that got her everything she wanted and um uh, you know it's, and really what becomes of their children as well is even more powerful so it, it's really eliminating the I-, I can't replacing it with i can and mm-hmm. uh, Uh, And through logical and proper principles and reasonable um, events, it becomes a very, very believable story to where any reader can understand and relate and apply it, Um, which to me is very important, which the secret um, left out, not purposely, but they were left out in the movie.
1: Okay. And you mentioned this. uh, Because I have read that there are some differences between the law of attraction and the secret. What is it that the secret is missing that the law of attraction uh, teaches?
2: Okay, well, well, basically with, with the secret, they do indicate a of feeling good or being positive. But they don't really stress of you being positive all the time. And so a lot of people may think that they just have to be positive on convenience. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels okay. But you make a decision to be positive and don't turn back and and treat every situation, whether good or bad, as an event designed to work to your advantage. You know, which is also what I stressed um, in Mandy, you know, excuse me, in Jackie's Miracle, when Mandy tells her story of what happened. So um, that's very important, and so it's having that consistency of feeling good, and actually doing something to which you can believe, you know, um, and also being patient, you know, I don't think The Secret really stressed that. And so, which is why, and according to the the, the audio, Your wishes, Your Command, they said that um, it has been estimated that 95% of the people after watching the movie The Secret failed in results um, after having watched it. So it was that for a minute, um, you know, thought of as a scam or so, I mean, you know, a fraud.
1: I think that was me. I think my vision board ended up in the trash maybe within 30 days. <laughs> I, didn't, oh, really? yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't get anything from it. I was like, okay, you know, it was all wonderful in the beginning, but uh, it didn't last too long. Oh, all
3: really?
1: <laughs> <Okay>. oh. <laughs> righty, dear. This is a time for another break. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: All right.
0: Let's return to Don't Box Me In on TalkZone.com with your host, Lana Reed.
1: Welcome, welcome back. I am with Mecca today, author of uh, a three-part series and also supporter of the Law of Attraction. Now, let me just make sure I'm clear. Right now of the trilogy, there are two books out, correct?
2: That's correct, yes.
1: Okay, when can we expect the third one to be out?
2: Oh, yeah, the third one will be out New Year's Day. (laughs) Ah. Oh. Yes, yes, start the new year off right.
1: (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. And that one is going to be called? uh, Uh, Mandy's Miracle. Mandy's Miracle. And that's the present day one. Uh, I think, let me, Jackie's Miracle is the one where she becomes the probation officer? Officer, student, yes, yes. Okay. So can you give us a little teaser about what the one that's coming out New Year's Day is gonna be about?
2: Uh well Mandy uh, primarily is uh the the second youngest to eleven people, to eleven children in her household. Her parents, um been married for quite a while and her mom is um a very interesting woman who talks, you mm-hmm. know, southern has that southern draw and that slang. And mm-hmm. um you know, brings Mandy in a wheelchair um to Francine's home to where she starts um the coaching in the process, and uh, you know, as uh, things develop, um, things, spectacular things happen for Mandy, to where she then grows up, um, goes to college, has a family, and um, other situations to where she then decides that her calling is to become a parole officer. And mm-hmm. so, and, and you know, in that book, I do mention, do uh, give a history of the uh, of, of those times to where there was segregation. I mentioned Martin Luther King, Emmett Till, uh, John mm-hmm. F. Kennedy, people who are uh, leaders who existed in that era to sort of give how Mississippi was at that time.
1: Gotcha. And, gotcha.
2: and Francine, out of no prejudice, desires to um, mentor uh, Mandy.
1: Gotcha. So it's it's yeah. a historical and it's teaching people how to live a more successful life correct so will we will we find as we read the three books will we find anything personal to to your life anything that's happened to you personally bits and pieces of you in the book
2: oh yeah yeah francine i mean excuse me not francine uh jackie um yeah basically through the street life you know that i was a part of and doing things i wasn't supposed to do and also knowing the inside of the system (laughs)
3: um (laughs)
2: I, I pretty much uh got an education of how the system works and um be, me associating with people of that um lifestyle basically how they talk and um their experiences in order to incorporate it in the story
1: gotcha gotcha yeah. and you suggest that your books are very good for young people to read. why is that
2: well well because well all characters um their their age uh, from through um their enlightenment spans from uh, age 15 to 23. So, basically, this is where they get enlightened and get educated so that they know also that they, too, can do it, that these people are not really, or these characters are not really older or have experiences that is outside of what they're already used to and know that they can also do it, irregardless, because, um, you know, the kids are the future. And so I feel this would be very powerful, especially with the through, through a book that they can relate rather than theory, like most self help books are.
1: Gotcha. Now, knowing where where you're at now, um, reflecting back on, uh, you know, your college life and you know the struggling with the jobs, or maybe even the younger days when you were forced to go to the library all the time. Do you think? Knowing what you know now about the principles of the law of attraction, that things would have been a lot different for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I must tell you, when I had watched the movie The Secret, or, you know, regardless of you know the elements they took out, I was mm-hmm. really upset and really angry for a while. To know why didn't I know this earlier? You know, I could have been so <laughs> better off. I might have been, you know. Um, close to uh, Donald Trump by age 23 at <laughs> 12, you know? <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I um, so when I look back, I just felt that maybe the delay of not knowing this until later, um, probably what said it. But again, when I look back, I found out that everything is in divine order and everything has its reason. And possibly I just wasn't ready at that time. I don't know. But um, I, I guess what happened is that I had to suffer a lot before I discovered a need for a way out or wanted to um, improve my way of of thinking and living. Because prior to me being let go or fired from the federal government, I had always had everything I wanted. I was sheltered, you know, um, I didn't pay rent and all of these things. So I I really never knew what tough love was. Mm -hmm. And so if you brought that issue up to me, I may have just ignored you or or ripped the letter (laughs) up. Got you. Yeah.
1: Got you. Now, um, just on a a little comical note, uh, when we're talking about the law of attraction, um, sometimes it really seems that it's unrealistic to me. Um, Let's say I want to manifest a relationship with uh, actor Michael Ely or something. And according to the law of attraction, you know, all I have to do is focus my thoughts and vibrations in this direction and it'll happen. But, yeah. you know, it, this is unrealistic. He's already married. This is some, you know, guy that I will never come in contact with. Are there, like, really some unrealistic expectations that we can, we just we just can't ask for them?
2: No, I, I believe, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, um, quote Napoleon Hill. Whatever mm-hmm. the mind of man can conceive, it can achieve. No, whatever the mind of man can conceive and bring itself to believe, it can achieve. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in all... You know, Red Shrek, basically, thoughts that you think of, no matter what they are, either consciously or unconsciously, do come into your life. Um, and they come; they can come incredibly fast based on the intensity or the type of um, obsession or um, feeling towards that goal. But depending on what it is, it may take a little longer to manifest because the universe is... Uh, it's basically calculating millions, if not billions, of different events, scenarios, and um, situations to connect it together in order to bring that which you want. So it's really giving it time. And, I, you know, I, I always give the example of the flower. No matter how much sunlight or water you give a plant, it will only grow at its pace.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But as long as you're consistent watering it, it will grow. And so I believe that's just how dreams and the mind actually works. It's giving it enough time. And, I, I, you know, I stress this a lot in Francine where, you know, two, three years go by and still she hasn't received her miracle or um, the thing she treasures most. Mm-hmm. And so there's several reasons unknown maybe to us or so why now isn't the right time. But when it comes, it, it, it really indicates that you're ready. And, you know, again, I'd like to quote Napoleon that nature will give you anything you ask once you have paid her price and i see uh, yes and, and so that's really how dreams are i don't think any dream is too because if you were to think about thousands of years ago no one would have thought of the internet but it
1: can't got, got, <laughs> you, got you. gotcha gotcha you. so basically yeah. though what you're saying is that you you will get what you dream for but the road is going to be a little rocky. I mean, we can't expect it to be just nice, smooth sailing along the way. Even if we do subscribe to the Law of Attraction, it's not just going to be a happy-go-lucky transition to what we want.
2: Correct.
1: Okay, okay. And so you, your characters that you've created, like Jackie and Francine, um, what what, strug, what struggles have they had to go, I mean, How did how did they have to learn to transition to uh, be a better uh, to just accept the law of attraction? I mean, I, it has to be they were continuously beat down with life or whatever. How do you yeah. keep on saying how do you keep on saying okay? I'm going to keep on believing in the law of attraction when life is showing me that so much negativity.
2: Right, right, exactly. Well, what happened is that they looked at the lifestyle of what their teachers or how their teachers were living. And so and which was opposite of their own. And so it, indirectly they wanted that. And also they heard and they they had hurt enough to listen differently than what they've been taught or thought um, would happen. So basically their their mentor, their teacher had credibility, either it was through wealth or uh, you know, having a, a loving relationship or family and just being um, positive all the time. So yeah. it, it it didn't you know, created credibility that uh, if these people have what I want, then maybe they may know something. It's just like if, if you want to learn golf I'm, I'm, or learn how to cook, you don't go to me, you go to Betty Crocker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah. Or somebody, you know. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's just basically they, they, they saw that and were real with themselves. And on top of that, they wanted to change. A, a lot of people procrastinate, but they had Heard enough to make the decision to change their thinking and their attitude and and that's
1: really what did it gotcha now you've mentioned yeah. this term uh, quite a few times the term mentor is it do you think that somebody can make life changes on their own or is it always with the guidance of somebody else that you can become a better you
2: well um you know I, you know I always say that Different results, no matter how small they are, build confidence.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, Mandy had told Jackie to write a goal that they believe they can manifest. Like, for example, you know, if, if Jackie, um, if, if, you know, if Jackie was to say, um, write down a Mercedes, the actual truth is she did you know, from where she came from and not even having touched a vehicle in her life. You know, that was too far of a jump. So okay. basically taking baby steps in order to get those results, in order to think much more. Because, again, the belief has to be there. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you can, you can say that you want a Trump-style house, but at some point it has to be a believable uh, exactly. goal. Okay. So exactly. that goes back to me. Unrealistically not being able to marry Michael Ealy then because that's really not a believable goal.
2: Right, right at the moment. Correct, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> he says that's at the moment. alright okay, dear. At this time, we're gonna take our last break of the day, but stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: This is Don't Box Me In on TalkZone.com. Here's Lana Reed.
1: Hello, hello. I'm your host Lana Reed and uh we are talking about the law of attraction today. Now, Mr. Mecca, um you um I'm hearing some sort of fuzzy feedback here, so that's why I'm pausing a little bit here. Uh your your books Jackie's Miracle and uh Mandy's Miracle Um, It seems like they create healthy individuals, you know, even though life you know, knocks you down and everything like that. You will, um, you know, stay positive and keep on plugging at it and it's going to get better and I'm going to get what I want. Why do you think that we're not taught to be these type of people in mass? Why is it like the title of the movie says the secret? It it just seems like we would be a better, a healthier uh, world if people live these types of philosophies.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, The best way I can explain it is that we live in a world where the powers that be do not want to embrace thinkers or cause people to think. And so, therefore, that indicates or explains why they're so distracted with entertainment, on TV, games, anything to distract their mind on reaching a common goal. And when you Mm -hmm. have the majority in that thinking where it's not taught in schools, then you create more followers to follow those same people that don't know any better. And, you know, like me, if, if, if I was, you know, president or anything, the only thing I would do in order to change the thinking of, you know, our school systems today was before the fifth grade, before they can enter the fifth grade, they have to rethink and grow rich. I mean, that's mandatory. Mm -hmm. And from that, that would create, um, people to think differently than what they've been taught. And, and know what matters or what's important than knowing pi r squared, which they usually, unless they want to become an engineer, will never use in their lifetime.
1: Mm, gotcha. More but, so
2: you that are very vital to development of a person. Gotcha. And that's left out on, on purpose in order to keep control um, by the power. Because once you create thinkers, then you um, threaten "Quote unquote, your
1: existence, especially Uh, if you are trying to hold them down." I mean, you got a lot of you know a lot of kids, uh, especially you know high school kids, about to transfer into transfer into the workforce, saying, "You know, what good is calculus going to do me? Why do I need to know you know pi r squared and stuff like that?" So, you know, I can understand that. You mentioned there are some things that keep us from achieving success, you know, this, some things that distract us, you know, maybe like the TV and the radio or whatever. What other kinds of distractions that we can pay attention to? Like, this is this is holding me back. I need to remove this from my life. What kind of things slow us from getting success?
2: Well, yeah, well, well basically they just ask themselves, is what I'm watching beneficial to my future? Basically looking at the results that they expect maybe to get out of life and comparing that with what they're doing. If it's not doing that, then they have to, you know, find a different direction in life. Mm -hmm. And, And really, again, it goes back to thought and thinking and having a person having a burning desire and a chief aim undistracted and actually getting the right information. Because I also believe that, you know, there's so much information out there that it's really hard to get the truth except. Through a person that knows and has the results to show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I, I feel, though, that's what it is. If people would just think first and then they will find what they want, the average person doesn't think. It's really what's popular and then just going along with that. Not okay. stepping
1: out of it. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So it would seem, though, like while you're adopting all of the philosophies of the law of attraction, that you're going to lose some of your friends that you had when you started because, like you said, they're not like-minded. Um, they're not part of your uh, your goals, your dreams, your vision. So it seems like you might lose some people that are very close to you along the way in this process.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, there's no might here. It it's will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay. uh, I learned that, and again, I stress this in Jackie's Miracle, the more you fit in with society, the less you're noticed by mm-hmm. society. And if you look at all the great people, they did things consistently in order to make them great, which is why you really only have a minority or 2% or 5% of the entire nation that owns 95% of the wealth. Mm-hmm. So it's a few people that were willing to step out chase their dream irregardless of circumstances and did not promise never to be denied from that goal in speaking listen regardless of what family member said and it, it's it, it's tough but I, I but when you think of Jesus Christ and Martin Luther King all these great leaders they all went through that
3: you mm-hmm. know and so
2: you know so this is nothing new it, it's actually the pattern because really if you're not getting insulted or bad treatment then you're doing something wrong.
1: <laughs> my, so, you're just blending uh, in. You're just blending in if you're not being talked about or persecuted or anything like that. Exactly, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. So in the future, you you have any book concepts in the works after this trilogy?
2: You know that is an excellent, excellent question. And um <laughs> I do have a couple um uh books but they're a little fuzzy. They're not quite clear. Um, but I know that, you know, the opportunity will arise. Um, I I'm just trying to find a way to where I'm not, um, a redundant from the trilogy and create another perspective or, or angle to where people understand more if they didn't understand through the first three. So that will come a, a, a about, um, eventually. But as of now, I think after Mandy, I'll just take, a rest until another idea comes to my brain to where, you know, it'll be so intense that I can't sleep for days mm-hmm. I and mean, I have something about it, which is what happened with these books.
1: And, and that was going to be my next question. How is it that your writing process happens for you? How is it that we, we're, we're fortunate to have these books with us now?
2: How is it? Please repeat that.
1: How is it that your, how is your writing process work? How do you, How is it that you sit down and, and make these books materialize?
2: Oh, you know, that is a phenomenon, really. I even I really wish I can explain. But basically, it, it was some spirit or infinite intelligence, what have you, that created these ideas in my mind. And so when I began to write, I it, it, everything just flowed like water. There were no writer's block at all. And mm-hmm. any information or research I needed to do was right there. And so... Okay. I, I really even say in all my acknowledgments that it was really God who wrote this and not me. Because the type of phenomenon or energy or enlightenment I did to write these books is something I didn't purposely intend to do. It just came to me and I followed Of course. It was almost like the Spirit had a gun to my head and said, exactly as I say, you know, or else," Because that's how I felt. I felt, you know, like I needed to write it, you know. And so... Uh, that's all I can <laughs> really um, explain that happened. You know, I, w- I was threatened to write it, or else, or else I probably never lived with myself.
1: <laughs> gotcha. And you know, let me clarify because you just brought up something. Because you said, you know, God told you to write it. A lot of times, people confuse the law of attraction or the secret with religion, and it's not that correct.
2: Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Because Because universe does is not biased based on your specific faith. It only is, will operate based on your own thinking. And whatever that is, it will give you what you, you want through the thoughts you put in your head. So that is, so whether you're an atheist or a Jew or a Christian or Muslim, it, it doesn't matter, nor can it tell the difference. It just operates based on your thinking.
1: So the law of attraction is universal for anybody and everybody.
2: Correct, absolutely.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. so... Um, As we get ready to wrap up the show, I just want to ask, like, if you had to give, you know, some very vital, important tips and pointers to the audience that they could use from this day forward to improve their life, you know, what would you, what would you tell us?
2: Well, well, basically, you have no excuse not to succeed or become successful. And that everything that has happened in your life, you created, either subconsciously or consciously, and you can correct it in order to manifest anything you want whatever your dreams are through the proper principles and techniques which my books are designed to do and will do um if they read it
1: okay. and apply it <laughs> gotcha gotcha so tell us this where are your uh, where can we get your book at or your books at uh,
2: you can you can get it at jackies um i own the publishing company whole point press and so you can get it over there or you can get it also at francismiracle.com for the um other way for the other book, also it's available on Amazon, Nook, Kindle, and wherever ebooks are sold. Um, good, but it's a paperback format. And okay. um, I'm actually working on Mandy's now, so I believe a month before it's released, I'll have the website up and ready as well.
1: So in December, we'll be able to look and see about the upcoming book. Then
2: that's correct, absolutely, yes.
1: Oh, okay, and all
2: your you know, they can read. Um, all the reviews or going praises, you know, this book has done for them as to see if this is, you know, um, well worth the value or not.
1: Okay, and those, those reviews are available on um, Amazon, right? Correct, yes. Oh, okay. And if the audience has any, you know, more questions about the law of attraction or any of the, uh, the great quotes that you have, is there a way for us to get in touch with you?
2: Oh, yes, yes. There is an opt-in page on, on both websites. So you okay. can um, your questions or concerns, um, any comments or observations and I will get back to them within forty eight excuse me, twenty four to forty eight hours because I, I like feedback and interaction to where people actually get it and can apply it and know why it is what it is. So, you know, I yeah, if they send an email or uh, click on the option page of both websites, they'll get a response depending on what their question is.
1: Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Well, as always, my hour has flown quickly by. by. That is all for uh, this week's show. I want to thank you for hanging out with me today, and I wish you uh, much success with your books and in your thoughts.
2: All right. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I,
1: I, I, no I problem. And everybody, please uh, make sure go check out his website, jackiesmiracle.com. That is all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. There's always space to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. I'm your host, Lana Reed, and you can visit my website, lanareed.com. Until next time, I look forward to connecting with you.